Knock a doodle do. Hello, baby. What a fucking day this is. How's everybody out there? fun little intro to start the show this week. I didn't have any bridge music into us, but welcome to Sean and D's Good Tape. Sean Newell, Dennis Brzezinski, how you doing, D? Hello, Bongo. I'm doing great, Sean. How are you? Good. We'll Rich, get into that in a minute. Richie, Richie <laughs> Seymour, Richie Seymour uh, back with us again this week. How you doing, Richie? Gentlemen, it's great to be invited this time. <laughs> About three months or so, right? So. <laughs> I, you've been sitting on that for a week, haven't yeah. you? <laughs> oh, no, only two days. Two days. Oh, that's right. That's right. It just popped. That's funny. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's funny. Um, anyway, anyway. <laughs> uh, so the, the special intro to the show, obviously, uh, from the concerts that D and I attended this week, I did not put any dead and company on there, Richie. I'm, I'm sorry. I didn't have time to get to that. Thank you. <laughs> so we didn't have the time either for the drum solo. Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We, we would, we would be at a two hour uh, episode before any of us even talked. Yeah, no doubt. So it's funny too. And we're, we'll get into it more in just a little bit, but I've got a guy who, when I worked with him several years ago, he was a huge fan of Grateful Dead and still is, but he liked to go see Dead and Company on tour. And I told him about your experience and he was like, oh, it's terrible. It's just absolutely terrible. And, and we'll talk more about why later. But, um, oh, yeah. but even, even the biggest of fans are not necessarily into uh, the, way that they, the way that they perform. So, so just, you know, this is a special second bonus episode, you know, and we talked about ending it three months ago or whatever, but we, it's summer concert season. And we actually all got to see concerts recently, uh, really decent shows. And, uh, you know, myself, I got to go see Pearl Jam. Sean got to see Sammy Hagar. And Richie got to see Motley Crue. <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> but, but we figured, fuck it, let's jump on. Let's, let's talk about this sort of thing. I'm, so this, I'm gonna, that's why this episode. I'm going to guess that the highlight of that concert was not Motley Crue. No, no, it was yeah, not. Yeah. We we will definitely talk yeah. about that uh, pretty quick here. <laughs> so so let's start with Pearl Jam. Den Dennis had a great idea earlier that we'll kind of go in order of how we normally do songs, and Pearl Jam's is usually our uh, our opener for uh, for the show. And you know the the version of Better Man that I that I played from that was from Denmark. I'm sure you could pick up on that. Um, the the cool thing about it was is the intro to the show is he talked a whole lot about gun control and then went into that beautiful version of Better Man that that uh that you heard but but the uh, Denmark crowd really reacted to him talking about gun violence in America before that. 
Well, 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 uh, they just had them all shooting the day before, right? Absolutely. Yes. No, it was the Sunday before where they canceled the, the Harry Styles concert. Like the train stop we got off of was at the mall where the shooting happened. And the, the Royal Arena is literally just blocks away from there. So, you know, like in, in the back of my head, I was thinking, all right, well, this is 2022. I don't get to see concerts. <laughs> so, but uh, but it, at one point in the show, he said it was important. Okay. So anyhow, I got the opportunity. I'm here in Europe. And, and uh, our very own Jen from France had a spare ticket to Pearl Jam and Copenhagen show. And she's just like, well, you're here. Do you want to go? I was like, fuck yes let's do this so so we we spent a few days in copenhagen and 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 saw pearl jam on a european fucking tour it was unbelievable and and sean and i were talking before richie got on you know like to see a show with somebody who's as big as a pearl jam fan if not a little bit bigger than me you were at least on the same page but it was like a fucking religious experience it was un fucking real uh they opened with oh, oh oh okay first let me talk about the opening band sean you know that we've had horrible luck with uh, a pearl jam openers besides the 2014 show mm -hmm. where it was the cardinals and dodgers uh we had the murder city devils mm -hmm. murder or motor uh, i can't which, remember what it is I, I, yeah One it was the two. murder city devils they okay. were from detroit they were but terrible. they famously said they they like the St. Louis crowd just didn't give a fuck or Riverport crowd just didn't give a fuck. It was so funny because they're like, We've been Murder City Devils, and this is our last song. And the crowd goes, Yay! <laughs> like, fuck I forgot guys. about that. They were awful. <laughs> yeah. Uh I, I saw Supergrass open for them. Uh and I I, I death capped for cutie. I saw open for them. They, they were pretty good. But I saw Supergrass and I saw my morning jacket before I, I was ever really into my morning jacket. But anyway, Idols is this English punk band they were fucking incredible just tight as fuck as a band and, and and jen and i were just blown away by by them they were just so fucking good like the quote the 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 ending jam to it was just so fucking tight it was unbelievable but yeah no so uh pearl jam comes on and it just like i'm getting goosebumps just thinking about it now just like having been uh what eight years since i'd seen them you know with you and josh sean mm -hmm. uh it, it was was oh, fucking unbelievable. unbelievable just such an amazing moment uh the the most profound thing of the show was uh they came back and they started and eddie started a speech uh he was he was getting ready to start a speech and he had there was like one light we were on mike mccready's side of the stage we had amazing tickets Mike McCready's side of the stage, and he had one light on Stone's side that was shining on him, and he kept telling the light board, like, hey, turn it down, hey, turn it down, no, you're turning it up, all right, just shut it off, everybody else, give me your lights, and so everybody put their their cell phones up, and I think I sent you the pictures mm -hmm. uh, uh, of that, and and so, so that's where the Roskilde Festival happened, where, uh, uh, where fans were rushing the stage, and and they had deaths on it you know like like this was like this it was such a oh, an amazing moment he gave this beautiful speech talking about talking about what happened the the, the prior sunday with the harry styles thing you know and, and the mall shooting and uh, uh and just and but he gave this profound speech and it was all done the only lighting in the building was our cell phone lights Oh, and wow. it was like, oh my gosh, that's what that's that that picture, like, oh my god, it it was just, and then went into Love Boat Captain off of, uh, uh, I believe, Riot Act, uh, which was, uh, uh, you know, written about that that incident. You know, we lost nine friends. You know, and, and if our lives be, became too long, will will that add to our regret? That that oh my god, it was just like God damn it, I'm getting chills just thinking about. It. But it was just such an amazing show. Yeah. <laughs> They've talked about that they almost stopped touring after that, right? Yeah. Like oh, they yeah, they yeah. really considered not never going on the road again. Yeah, yeah. They, I mean, it fucked them up bad, and uh, uh, 
you know, and, and, and when they were in Denmark, they spent time with the families, the families were invited. It was, uh, it was, yeah, like they just, they, they, they gave it the weight that it needed uh, to the people that it needed and, and being American and, and to come into that with the, the violence that happened there, mm-hmm. you know, where the kid was only allowed to have a hunting rifle. So he was only, you know, it, it wasn't a fucking AR, whatever the fuck they are, where you go in and mow down people. You know, it, like the reason it was able to be as as subdued as it was was because, yeah. But well, he was he was we very won't get into that. well he was very passionate about, and that, that was I I did not leave this part in there because I didn't figure we needed that as the intro to having a fun show or anything like that. But the one thing that he was very adamant about was people that are saying that, oh, well, look, this just happened in Denmark, that it really wasn't the same sort of thing in terms of, in terms of exactly, they've only had two such incidents in like recent history, much less, you know, all of the stuff that's happened here in the United States. So, so he, he was very upset about that and and really made it known at the beginning of the, of the Better Man song. Leading into that love boat, Captain, uh, uh, they did Black and Oh my God, Mike McCready's solo in black just like melted our faces. Like I, I've got a pretty good video of it, uh, but it was just unfucking believable. <laughs> it was just such an amazing show, an amazing time. Uh, you know, we got we got opened with release, Animal Last Exit, Luke and Corduroy. That right there, Jesus Christ, that's a fucking heavy hitter. So I, I feel like you kind of liked it a little bit. I'm still high off of it. Really? <laughs> you couldn't tell. Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. It, it was it was just it was fucking amazing. And to see the European crowd, the Den the, the Denmark crowd, like just like we were sitting next to this one couple, you know, and, and I'm jumping up and down and I'm looking over at the the, uh, the couple next to me, and they're just like, aha, you know, like they know all the words to all the fucking songs. Uh, a cool story is we went to a record store uh, that morning uh, near our the the apartment that we had, and uh, went in. Uh, uh, I nobody gives a shit about this, but I'm going to tell the story anyhow. But it was amazing because I found a copy, an original pressing of U.S. pressing of Sweet Relief, which has Crazy Mary by Pearl Jam. That first time they they recorded that, it's a Victoria Williams uh, tribute album, and uh, and I found it. it was like a hundred bucks, but I bought it. And the, uh, and I had a mother love bone t-shirt on and, uh, and the guy started talking to us. He's like, you know, you guys going to the show tonight? And we were like, yes. He's like, oh, of course you are. You're American. And, uh, we, we <laughs> sat and chatted with him for a while and, uh, uh, we got off the train at our stop, you know, and, and again, it was near our apartment that we rented. Uh, we got off the train, literally up the stairs, turned on our street and this guy and his friend were on a bike coming up the road and we sat and, and talked with him and he's like oh my gosh i can't believe it like you know and he was telling his friend these guys were just in my shop he bought the sweet relief album and you know we just sat there talked about the concert how fucking badass idols were and and uh, they played last exit that was one of the guy's favorite songs and uh oh it was just yeah it was such a fucking cool experience amazing that's awesome that's great what yeah. best song of the night Too hard uh, best to say? song of the night for me no, it was black. It was the solo in black. Uh, but the one they came out for the encore, or they also did Garden. Oh my gosh, yeah, I forgot. Garden, they don't play that very often. They did Garden. They don't play Last Exit very often. Dance of the Clairvoyance live is amazing. They tagged Daughter with WMA, which of course they did. Uh, uh, they, Inside Job was a fan request that ended up being part of the reason why uh, Given the Fly got scratched off the playlist. And, and and down got scratched off the playlist uh they did do the evolution black porch at the end of the first set encore was better man came out and did better man then followed right along with alive and then ended it with rocking in the free world as 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 they were wrapping things up it was getting close to midnight and apparently that's the hard curfew because there was some guy on on the opposite you know this we could see the guys going like get the fuck off the stage they're gonna shut us down they're gonna shut us off you know get off the stage but you know they were but it, 
Oh my god, it was fucking amazing, amazing. Because you know, if you would have went, yeah. to, if you would have went to twelve oh five, there would have been a hell of a problem. <laughs> oh, sure, that's right. Jeez. That's right. What great. Yeah. How long was the but, concert then? It was like two. Pearl Jam's part was like two and a half hours. Okay. Uh, yeah, they they've been uh, they're older now, so I don't think they're doing the the fucking epic three hour sets anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, but you, you could tell, you know, like from the, the original set list, and, and I think I sent you guys that, but you can tell that maybe some of the solos or speeches went along, went a little bit longer than they expected because they scrapped three songs uh, uh, and just replaced it with one. And, uh, but it was still fucking incredible. But it was the first time I didn't see Jim McFly, which disappointing, but the show itself was still fucking amazing. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Yeah. That's, that's great. I'm, I'm hoping that yeah. it's a, it's a good um, preview into what Richie and I'll see in September. So yeah. 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 That'll be cool. That's so I'm looking forward. I'm looking forward to it. I know they change their set list every night though. So it's hard to it's hard to really say what we'll hear and what we won't. Yeah. Probably the the Gigaton songs are ones that will be on the uh every night list and everything else is probably up for grabs, is my guess, the yeah. way that they usually do things. Yeah, yeah it'll, it'll be a hot absolutely. Yeah. I can't I, I I'm so I, I it looks like I'm gonna miss that show. Uh, you know, hopefully I can make it. But I cannot wait to hear Richie's experience, your first experience yeah. with the Pearl Jam show. Yeah, considering you, you know, you were supposed to go see them in 2000 with us, and you know it didn't work out. But yeah. Well, I guarantee you that the show in uh, 2022 will be better than that show in 2000 was. I was not. I, I did not think that was a great show. That was. Um, yeah. They were really good in '98, 2000. They were pretentious, and I did not really enjoy them telling me that I should vote for Ralph Nader the entire time that they were on the stage. So, so anyway, and then in 2014, and I've said this on here before, in 2014, you could tell that Eddie doesn't take himself as seriously as he used to. And he has way more fun on stage and doesn't feel like he's, you know, pushing stuff like he, like he did in the past. And he's, he's much more enjoyable now. So, yeah. Well, he's not pushing, you know, I think at that stage of their career, they were pushing, he was trying to weed out the people that didn't get them, you know, Mm -hmm. that, that just heard the radio hits. And, uh, uh, and you can tell, being in Missouri, which at that point was a swing state, like he was really trying to put the nail, you know, nail it home with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's my opinion. But, uh, yeah. but yeah, no, that's probably fair. So anyway, was that yeah. also the concert where he, uh, he made the joke about the Cardinals winning the game, but the Mets had actually won the playoff yeah, game. Game one of the NLCS. Yeah. He was like, Oh, the Cardinals won and the crowd went crazy. Oh, I'm wrong. The Mets won. And then the crowd booed him. So yeah, it, was, it was interesting. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Funny how much things change that like nowadays you, you couldn't pull that joke off. Like five years later, you couldn't have pulled that joke off because oh, right. everyone would know what the game score was. Yeah. But at that point, you literally had no idea at that point. Yep. You had no idea whatsoever. So, yep, yep. yep that's funny. So, um, uh, moving on to, uh, to another concert experience. Do you want to start with the good one or the bad one? Cause you've got two concert experiences what? we're going to talk about. We'll we'll, uh, we'll we'll go in time order. So okay. so on uh, on June twenty first, I went and saw Dead and Company. And as a setup, it's kind of like my neighbor crew and one of one of their friends that I've become friends with is a, one of one of them is a huge Dead fan. Okay, like just huge. No one else in the group is. So we had we had a group of about 15, 18 people. Uh, rented a party bus. Long- the, the, lawn yeah, tickets? yeah. So, uh, lawn tickets. Yep, yep. Lawn tickets, and uh, they the main group had gone last year. So so last year was the the big dead fans' fiftieth birthday. He actually followed him for like five concerts, and like like literally, he's a huge dead fan. Everyone else had so much fun that they talked me into going this year, and even like last minute, three days before the concert they talked to michelle into going because like she does not like concerts oh. she doesn't want to go oh, oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> i didn't know that part of it <laughs> oh. oh my god well and, and i remember i remember michelle at the uh the summer sanitarium tour in 2004 oh, she, how much she, she did, did not enjoy that so i can't even imagine how this experience was 
Oh, real quick, real quick. That was I, I know Lincoln Park and Metallica. Who who else was on that? That uh, Limp Biscuit was on that one. And then okay. two bands. Two bands I don't remember. There was two other ones that were fairly popular at that time, but I don't yeah. know who they were. Let's see, we uh, Power Man Five Thousand was the first one that we went to, right? Yeah, yeah. that was that was Corn Power were, Man. Corn Power Man Five Thousand. Lip Biscuit, System no. of a Down, and Metallica. No, it was Kid Rock. Oh, it, Kid Rock. Yeah, Not it wasn't Lip Biscuit. It was Kid Rock. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Lip Biscuit was at the second one mm-hmm. that we saw. Yeah. The, the the Ed Jones one. But anyway, so so back to the concert. So it's there are three types of people that go to a dead concert at this point. The biggest group is just the people that are going to get completely blitzed out of their mind on pot, beer, whatever. And like, like that's, that's the majority of the people that you're going to see there. And then there's a group that is like a legit dead fan and and they're just there for the music and, and they are the mellowest group ever. And then there's the group that's just there to watch people. And I, I fell in that third group and it is fascinating to watch these people, the entire concert. So you guys have been to Riverport, mm-hmm. you know how they have that, that, a concrete walkway between the back of the seats and the start of the lawn the entire concert that walkway is filled with people that just twirl like just stand there twirling in circles the whole time and like you can't see the stage from there all you can do is hear the music so you're as close as you can get to to the band at that point if you if you had lawn seats but you can't see them you can't see anything and they're just standing there twirling in circles well, to be, to be fair, show, though, to be oh, fair though, if they twirled on the lawn, wouldn't they maybe fall down and roll down the hill or something? I don't know. It they, they would, but yeah. you know, the dead bodies would stop them because there's just people like passed out everywhere. So like, you're not going to fall very far. You'll 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 fall into somebody. This is a band that at the end of our show, you know, they post our set list, and you immediately piss off people in five other cities. Because the Grateful Dead, like their whole thing is they played 2,300 concerts in their original form. They never played the same set list twice. So everyone that like sees our set list and is going to a show in two nights gets pissed because they know none of the songs on our set list are going to be played again because they're not going to play in at least this week, maybe not next week. Like, and, Wait, and we, why do you know this? Oh, talking to it, the. the Okay. Okay. Yeah. Talking to the group and, and, and Dewey who had gone to, you know, five concerts in a row. He's like, yeah. I was going to say, I did not, the way you, we were texting about your experience, it did not seem like you would do a lot of research into no, <laughs> no. that fandom. Yeah. <laughs> it, other than like, like once you, once you get there, you kind of have to like start like pulling the thread on, okay, how is this going? But like, we saw a great show. I mean, they played Scarlet Begonias, which is my favorite sublime song. Um, they played Fire on the Mountain, <laughs> and they ended with Ripple. So, like, like wait, immediately. Wait, wait, Fire on the Mountain, the Marshall Tucker Band song. Um, I think it's there. Fire so, on like, the Mountain. It. They have a. I think there's this different one, but it, it's a okay. like it's a song I've heard a lot. And for as long as they jam out their songs, that was the only three songs they played, right? <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah, that was it. Ripple. Like, ending ending with Ripple is is great. Though. Yeah. yeah. That's a great. They like like these guys play and they'll play for 5 minutes and no one in the stadium will know what song they're playing. Like they just like like you, the 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 super fans are sitting there and they're like they're into it and they're loving it. And then as soon as they finally start singing, they go crazy cuz it's, it's a song that they want to hear. But they had no idea. Like you just don't know what they're doing up there. They're That's just funny. a jam band. And, and it's like, oh my God. Yeah. I, I don't know if I'm enjoying this or if I want to kill myself. Mm-hmm. It <sighs> I, I would have to guess the more you drink or whatever substance you use to make yourself feel a little different, probably the better the concert gets. And 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 definitely like I can see where it appeals to somebody high because mm-hmm all their songs have a very kind of mellow vibe to it. So like, if you're just, if you're just in that, in, in a, in a mellow zone, you're going to love it. Like it's, yeah. it's, it, there's nothing offensive. I, I, I would suspect that there's probably never been a fight at a dead concert other than the, the Deerfield one where the fans rush the stage. 
like it, it just it's it's the most chill group ever um now that being said whew, it's not for us not going back again next year oh no i'm definitely going back oh yeah, okay yeah that, okay I, I had fun with my with my with my crew like yeah. it, that was great but i i just i, I know what to expect the well, and I'm going to guess it sounds like it's probably toned down enough to where you can still sit and chat yeah. during, the, <laughs> yeah. during the show too, where if you don't want to pay attention, you don't have to, because, you know, sometimes concerts are turned up so loud that you can't talk to each other during a show. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. No, you definitely, you can talk to each other. It's like, uh, you know, I'll say like Bob Weir is in his mid seventies. Looks great. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely like he, he doesn't have the stamina to go on and on. And it's, it's, it's an interesting like mix because you have, you know, half of, half of the band, one of the drummers, uh, Bob Weir's kind of the lead. And I think one other guy are, are original dead members. So you have a couple old, really old people and you have, you know, the John Mayer and another guitarist that's young and like, they definitely rely on the young people to just, Hey, take over for the next five minutes. We're, we're, we're going to back for, for a bit. And that's what leads I, to I, the, <laughs> go ahead. What did you think of John Mayer live? Did, was he impressive? He he is very impressive. Like he just yeah, it and it, it's kind of weird because like he's like got a tat sleeve on his arm. He's like it isn't really what I would have expected from John Mayer for the most part, but like he just crushes it. He is so talented. Um, you know that that. I got to see some pretty decent musicians in the last couple of weeks, even if they might be past their prime, but he was still like right there in the middle. And there, there, there are rumors that this might be his last year with dead and company mm. that, that he may be moving on. Well, I think, dead so and I, company, I think there's rumors that I think there's rumors yeah. that dead and company may be ended actually. Well, cause because the, the other drummer, guys are sold. I think the drummer might be in his eighties. Mm. Yeah. And, and that, that leads to, that leads to uh, they they legit every show have a twenty minute drum solo, and it's he can't do a twenty minute drum solo, so they bring it's just like half no half the band leaves no no half half the band leaves. One of the the young guitarists I don't I don't know who it is he comes back and joins the drummer, and there actually is a second drummer the whole time also. So there are three people playing different drums. And, and they do this like psychedelic filter on on the on the the screen on the jumbotrons, so you kind of see them, but you kind of don't because they they're appealing to everyone that's high. They like oh it's trippy, Ooh. and it's like oh my god, why why is this a thing? I will tell you, we'll we'll get there in a minute. But Tommy Lee didn't do a drum solo, like it, it, come on, you, you don't do this. <laughs> That reminds me, Mick Fleetwood, when I saw Fleetwood Mac uh, uh, several years ago, amazing drum solo, another old guy, but I don't think it was 20 minutes long. It was maybe like yeah. six minutes. Yeah. I think the Alex Van Halen one we saw, Sean, was, uh, uh, was maybe five minutes mm-hmm. tops. Yeah. If it was even that long, but a 20 minute drum solo from a guy uh, who's got two arms, and, by the way. And, yes. and I will, I will say this, any, any drum solo, whether it's five minutes or six minutes is five or six minutes too long. I do not yes. like drum solos, yeah. drum and bass solos, drum and bass solos really are just not very entertaining to me. I, the Mick Fleetwood and Alex Van Halen ones were, uh, uh, were amazing to me. And by the way, it was 2003 summer sanitarium and the, the supporting acts were Mudvayne and, uh, Deftones. Oh, and yeah. Deftones is very much still, still very important. Uh, uh but anyhow. Didn't, I didn't realize it was Mudvang. I didn't either. I forgot. They, yeah. they obviously yeah. made your lasting impression on Richie and I. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> they had one, they had one song that I remember. And I think they're actually from like Peoria or something like that. They're from central Illinois. Uh, Mudvang is, uh, uh, but I can't remember the one song that they had on the radio that was important, but anyhow, I'm sorry. Yep. That was a PTI correction sort of thing. So, so my wrap up to the dead is D I think you were away when I said, I, I actually probably would go again. Like if, if they go next year, No, I heard you. I just, I just muted myself. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, and it, it is definitely an experience. I can totally see, like, I don't think any of us were dead fans at all. Really? Like, I don't, there's a, they had a couple albums. Uh, there, there was like, there's like the two, two seminal albums in there that came out that I fucking adore 
and it's got like Cripple uh, Creek and, and 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 all that stuff. Like, uh, uh, and I'd probably butcher the name of that song, but but for the most part, I don't give a shit. You know, we're none of us were Dave Matthews or Fish People. You know, we're yeah, yeah, it, yeah, yeah. We we like we like beer or uh, hard cider. <laughs> <laughs> we weren't into mushrooms or fucking pot or anything like that so yeah so uh we so did we you're, you're skipping part of the that, story that, though <laughs> go ahead go ahead d no i was just saying we we kind of given it away with talking about kid rock and the biscuit and shit like that we, <laughs> or beer alcohol people but yeah but anyhow, yeah, go ahead. yeah no uh you you haven't um given michelle's review of the concert yet and that's that's honestly all i wanted to hear after oh, i found out that God. she went <laughs> she she ended up having several beers and and that part was fun but like she gets done she's like what did i just see like what was well, that you know you know what's funny to me about that is she's from winchester yeah. like i i figured she would know everything about life you know, in, in a situation like that, she she does know about life, but man, that was that was out of left field for her. But not about Dead and Company, oh, apparently. No. no. <laughs> oh, so so one one arm drummers. Yeah. So so listen to the the next show. Great segue. Fast, Great yeah, segue. Yeah. Very very good. He's becoming a pro so, after all uh, these years. Last minute, my my neighbor Laura, Sean, who Laura, was all, Laura was taught also... me a lot last week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she did. Uh, shout out to Laura. She was the only thing keeping that shit show together, um, and and giving you guys a, a, enough oh. grief for your Bert and Ernie watching days. I am like, so oh, oh, I'm glad thirsty. you brought that up. I'm glad I you brought am that so up. Thirsty. Uh, so so I did confirm Sean, with I am a. So thirsty. <laughs> I'm gonna mute you. <laughs> I did confirm with Amanda that Elliot was there, that I was not making that up. So yes, Elliot was there. So anyway, I just, I love that she called you on that. Like, like, because that is exactly how the story that D was giving was going. Like yeah. they're just watching Bert and Ernie. What the? So, so we talked about that's this what D thinks happened he... though. That's the thing is that's exactly what D I, thinks I happened. We were, I think we were talking about like turning, you know, like Elliot on to, to the Cardinals or something like that. And Sean, in my memory, Sean was saying, oh my God, I started showing him uh, Sesame Street and this one clip just cracked me up. You have to watch it. Sticking by it, sticking by it. <laughs> Obviously, Amanda and Sean are way more. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm uh, uh, always going with Sean's memory on, on something like this. <laughs> don't, don't take it personal, D, but yeah. I, I'm not, but but in my head, that's how the story. I mean, was. your story is way more fun. I mean, yeah, oh, and, yeah. and stupid, but it's it's uh you know it's a better story certainly. But yeah, oh my gosh, I can't imagine you. And I, I, do, I, do, I do. You and I do. You and I just sitting there drinking beer, watching Burton Ernie. <laughs> <laughs> it was only one clip. It wasn't like we yeah. spent an hour watching fucking Burton Ernie. On uh, hour three of Elmo. <laughs> Um, <laughs> holy shit him and that rock do not like each other <laughs> you remember that <laughs> nope, nope. but uh but i i mean in one clip i that would absolutely be something we would do you know we watched enough of mr t singing about his mama <laughs> so like it's not it's not out of the world that you would show me one clip of sesame street burton ernie <laughs> that is true like i i couldn't see that happening Oh my God, Mister T talking about his mama. I forgot about that. We oh, we, we spent thirty. We spent one show thirty minutes talking about the fucking Transformers. <laughs> you know, so so a, a clip from fucking Sesame oh. Street that we both watched as kids is not out of the realm of possibility. Yeah, I don't That's think true. Omicron's as funny now as they did back then. So, <laughs> uh. <laughs> oh fuck. Mm. <laughs> As, as, as Sean says from his bunker. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's been a long week. There was only a couple well, of days. There's only a couple of days this week that I felt like I couldn't like breathe all that well. It was a good time. So, yes. For those who for those who haven't caught on yet, I uh, I caught the COVID finally after two and a half years, and I've been in a basement for about six days now. So today's my first day I can actually like move about the world. So I'm happy to uh, get out of here, and I can breathe again. So between those things, it's all good. Richie, are you still, are you still, the, are you still the last one standing that hasn't for sure had it yet? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Like maybe in the world. Yeah. 
it also means i'm the only one that doesn't have antibodies when uh the super omicron variant comes around and kills people so that's great <laughs> um but yeah so neighbor sean ended up having uh an extra ticket to the joan jet poison Def Leppard, Motley Crue concert in St. Louis. It, it, it was uh, at the exact same time that Dennis was uh, seeing Pearl Jam on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. So last minute, he's like, hey, hey, you want to go? I'm like, yeah, sure. It was the hottest day of the year ever in Illinois. Like it was the the heat was 104. That felt like 111. And this is an outdoor concert <laughs> at Bush Stadium. So, so no trees, like, no trees uh, blocking just- the sun. Oh, oh, no. wait, it was at Bush Stadium? Yes, yeah, it was at Bush. Not Riverport. Yeah. No. Dead and Company does Riverport, yeah. but Motley Crue and Def Leppard get Bush Stadium? Yeah. What oh, yeah. What the fuck? Oh, yeah, and I, I would, I would, I would say, say, I would say that, that I would say that, that that lineup that he just mentioned is way more popular than Dead and Company. Yeah. Oh, yeah, way bigger, way bigger group. There were, there were easily 30, over 30,000 people there. Like it was, they, they basically from, from foul pole to foul pole, all those seats were open and, and almost all full. Like I, I would say they probably actually, every ticket was gone because you had a lot of people that would stay back in the concourses because it was so goddamn hot. And then they had the entire, like the infields covered, but the entire outfield, like the the stage is at center field and the, in the shallow outfield, the entire thing was just a mass of people all sitting on metal chairs in the sun. Oh. Like, I can't imagine how hot those things were uh, at 4.30 when Joan Jett went on. So it was uh, four of us that were at the Dead com- uh, and Company show together that went. And we're like, eh, we'll leave at 4.30. We don't really need to see Joan Jett. It'll be fine. So we're actually walking in as she's doing a I Love Rock and Roll. Mm. And, and, you know, so oh, hear nice. her. And she sounded great. She, Yeah. Yeah, and that's really all we needed for for that, and and so then she was finishing up as we like got to our seats. It was so goddamn hot, like just you're sweating everywhere. There was one lady in the black leather pants, oh. and I'm like, why would you do that? Like, I I, I honestly don't know if she made it through I, the night. I I I remember like I'm thinking of if this show was at old bush stadium where there was no breeze that was allowed inside of that fucking stadium yeah. oh my god this one's a little you, better you would have fucking died yeah yeah. this yeah, one's yeah. a this one's a lot better but there was no breeze to be had on the day like every like 30 minutes you'd feel like one little small breeze come through for uh, two seconds and that was it like it was hot thankfully we our seats were up uh on the on the third baseline up in the uh like the the cardinal club area Mm -hmm. so we had outdoor seats but we could actually go into one of the all-inclusive rooms oh nice uh, and buy beer and stuff and it was air conditioned Mm. so so yeah so like in between sets we were just up there uh getting drinks and and cooling off but so joan jet sounded good uh poison came out after that after that they only played for about 45 minutes but they uh actually had had to cancel their their set earlier in the week because uh, Brett Michael had a diabetic episode and and like he he couldn't go on. So earlier in the week they didn't play at all. The show before St. Louis, I think he only did like one or two songs because he was still recovering and, and they they basically played their full like 45 minute set on on our night, which they sounded great. Um, I, I sent Sean a, a little clip of uh, CC doing a, a solo from eruption. Uh, right you mm-hmm. did get that right Sean? yeah i did it was good yeah, yeah. C- uh, cc it it was real good uh, uh thankfully neighbor sean had told me hey yeah uh, yeah he uh when he does his big guitar solo he uh he goes into eruption which is pretty cool so i was kind of knew it was coming oh and, that's and, awesome and recorded it for you um, see that's why he's they, a, like that's also why he's a good sean is because he set you up for that and he spells his name right so yeah yes yeah yeah he he's like succeeding on all levels at this point um <laughs> But yeah, they, they, they sounded great. Uh, they, like, Brett Michael looked like maybe a little slow, but literally they were still singing in the sun. Mm. So they like, yeah, it, CC was in full pants, full long sleeve shirt. I, I thought he was going to die. Like it just, it was still real hot at that point. Uh, then next up, Steph Leopard, 
who rocks like they're in their 70s and they still look great they still sound great <laughs> they're, not in their, they're not in their 70s but aren't they not uh, but oh they, they look I, like I don't they think so the rolling stones are in their 70s yeah yeah but hysteria i think hysteria is one of those albums that has aged gracefully like yes. like I, I wasn't a huge fan. I, I mean, I was a fan of it, but I was, it wasn't like my favorite record. But, but every time a Def Leppard song comes on, you know, a radio or, or a playlist or something like that, I'm just like, fuck it. You know, like Animal. Like, you know, of course there's Pour Some Sugar on Me and shit like yeah. that. But, but like Animal and Photography and just like, wow, these yeah. are really well-written songs. Yeah. And, and Animal was like, I think the second song out of the gate. And they, uh, they, they, even so they wrote an album during during covid they kind of and they talked about it a little yeah. bit in the show about how like they were just all locked up and didn't know what to do and then they figured out how to zoom and, and to do an out like because one was in the states <laughs> one was in ireland one was in england they figured out how to do an album like completely remotely without ever being together and the thing was like the three songs that they played were fine they were good def <laughs> leopard songs they they sound like classic Def Leppard they're they're very listenable um pour some sugar on me by far got the biggest bump of the course like when they play that that is a fun look at all the uh look at all the 40 50 year old women go crazy it's a fun song Uh, uh, um, but yeah they Def Leppard great to see still even and then after that came Motley Crue. Um, hey, before you move on to the crew, no. uh, Joe Joe Elliott, sixty two years old, the lead singer. Okay, okay, so they're in their sixties. And hold, and and hold on, I just looked up the the set list uh, for for Def Leppard. Here, take what you want. I don't know that Animal, Fired Up, Hoolin, a great song. Armageddon, it mm-hmm. great song. Love bites. Fuck, I forgot about this song. Uh, uh, Rocket, Hysteria, Pour Some Sugar on Me, Rock of Ages. And they closed with photograph. Yeah, or, that's that's a good yeah. set list. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It was no, it was. And, and, I mean, eighteen songs. That's that's fucking fantastic. It, in an hour and a half, and they just like I said, they sounded great on all of them. He still could hit all the notes. Hmm. Um, it. I no complaints about Def Leppard at all. I wish I could say the same for Molly. Okay. <laughs> uh, Molly Crew, as 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 we've talked about before on the show, Sean saw Vince uh, Vince Neil uh, three, two years three years, three years ago. ago. Yeah, yeah, he's he's rough. He's real rough. Mm-hmm. Um, he just he doesn't have the voice anymore. It's all all of their songs have that kind of high pitch, almost the falsetto screaming, and he just he can't go up there. The band sounded fantastic. They uh, you know. At one point, Tommy comes out and does gets behind. They they bring up a piano and he he goes into "Home Sweet Home." Um, every everything from the from the band perspective sounded like vintage Motley Crue. Um, they had three women that uh, joined them on stage through the whole show, and those are the hardest working women in all of anything. Like in an in an hour and a half, I think they had seven costume changes that involved putting on more clothes throughout the show. Oh, like they, they, mm. they start off in a bikini top and in short, uh, short skirts. And, and like, by the time they're hitting the hour point, they're in like full on spandex. It, it they, they, you know, it, it's kind of everything you would think about Motley Crue is still there. It's, uh, it's, uh, me did not exist in their world. And, and I, uh, I'm, I'm looking at the set list uh, uh, for that show, uh, and I cannot imagine him sounding good. Like, so they close with "Home Sweet Home," right? That probably sounded okay. No, no, "Home Sweet Home" was earlier. Um, what they close with? "Girls" was after "Home Sweet Home." I can't remember what was after that. There was something after girls, like, but that was late in the show. Home sweet home. Oh, oh I'm of... sorry. I'm sorry. I'm looking at. Yeah, I'm. I'm looking at most popular songs. I, I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I'll know oh, it when we when it when it comes up. Yeah. yeah hold on. Oh. They close with "Kickstart My Heart." Yeah, that's it. 
Yeah, so, that's a good closer. So, like, it, it, at one point, they do uh, a, a medley, uh, and, like, it was unnecessary. It wasn't even great. So a medley of covers, Rock and I should roll. say. Sorry. Rock and roll part two, smoking in the boys' room, white punks on dope, helter skelter, and anarchy in the UK. Right. And then and, they follow you, that up but, with Home Sweet Home. <laughs> but be, because because Vince can't sing, I had no idea what two of two three of those five songs were. Like I just couldn't like Helter Skelter. I have been, it, it took a long time for me to figure hmm. out he was singing Helter Skelter. Smoke in the boys' room was pretty obvious, but it's like like you're not even playing your songs and you're not doing these well. Um, I, I was I was interested. My Michelle's <laughs> Michelle's nephew is a huge Motley Crue fan. You know, he's 17, 16. And, and he was at the show and I, I knew he was like, he was there just to rock out. He he's kind of in that, in that zone. And he was down on by the stage, like literally touching the stage. And he's like, yeah, they were bad. Um, not good. But you know, the funny thing is though, is at, I know some people that went to Wrigley, you know, which was two nights mm-hmm. ago, you know, and saw the same show. And, uh, you know, I, I had told him beforehand, you're not going to like Vince. You know, you're just not the They said the crowd ate Motley Crue up, you know, and, and they didn't care yeah. that Vince couldn't sing. They yeah. sang along with it. Definitely. They and, and the problem that Motley Crue has that like Nikki six has ultimately with Vince is if you want to go on tour as Motley Crue, you can't get another lead singer when Vince still is around, even though he sucks. It's, it's yeah. a, it's a really bad position to be in because you know yeah. you've got a major weak link and when it's your lead singer that's like the weakest link that you could possibly have right but nikki six is the one who writes all the fucking songs right you know so he's he's got to be sitting there like fucking pulling his hair out yeah oh yeah being like well, what the fuck do i gotta do <laughs> and the really sad thing is is when they were getting ready to do this tour the big thing was vince got himself in shape for it is what they said so imagine if he's in shape for this yeah. how bad he was in 2019 yeah. to the point where amanda and i were sitting there watching it and amanda said i can't watch this anymore and we had to walk out during it it was that this bad. yeah this is also an amazing segue into your part of the, the show yeah. sean is sammy hagar is 70 eight years old 74 and 74 years old mm-hmm. uh and and he can still sing like a fucking angel and yep. uh, uh so S- sammy hagar's had a less rough life than uh than, than <laughs> that's just that's just true. saying a few less drugs maybe a few yeah uh, a few yeah. less de- like near death experiences probably yeah. probably not less tequila no 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 he's had more so, so, uh, you know, I talked about this, what, what a crazy good experience this was, uh, last Saturday, Amanda and I went to Vegas and, uh, we, uh, saw Sammy live at this, uh, this little theater at the Strat hotel where he does a residency and there's probably 2000 people that it seats. And, uh, I bought, oh, that's incredible. Yeah. Oh, it's very, very quaint. And, uh, I bought the VIP tickets where you get to go to sound check. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, got, got a VIP tickets to where you got to go to sound check and stuff like that. So, um, so, uh, beforehand you get to stand in the hallway and wait, you know, for, to get in. And they, they had these really fun drinks called the can't drive 55 drinks. And, uh, it was basically his rum, which Richie you've had when you came here, but it's the macadamia nut rum crown apple Sierra mist and some lime ju- or some lemon juice. And it was really good. And I had more of that than Sweet I should Yeah, it was good. And it's and now so, the official drink of the Newell household. It, it probably it's what is. you get when you enter the door. It probably well, is. Well, this yeah. this show is sponsored by that along with you know political things. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So then they let they let you in with your lanyard and stuff like that. And you immediately go in and go to sound check. And you get to any played they played three songs, including I Love This Bar by Toby Keith as a you know, a shout out to Toby Keith because he just got diagnosed with stomach cancer. I don't know if you'd heard oh. that. So uh oh, you know, they're good buddies and he comes oh, down no. to he comes down to the Cabo Wabo quite a bit and they jam out and stuff. So, uh, so that was pretty cool. But then he said, you know what? I really need to save my voice. So I'm going to do something I don't normally do. And I'm going to sign autographs. And he spent about 30 minutes just walking around to the front of the stage, signing people's stuff. So we have a signed lanyard that's by the entire band. 
And, uh, and then he was taking selfies with people. So we got a selfie taken with him, got to say hi to him really quick. I mean, we didn't have like a in-depth discussion or anything like that, but you got to say hi and he stopped for a selfie with me and Amanda. And then you get to, and I'll, and I'll post, and I'll post that on our, our Instagram page. Oh, cool. Yeah. Cool. So, um, yeah. so then, uh, so then the show starts and we're literally at the front of the stage for the entire show which was, which was awesome. And there, you know, there's a group of people that follow him around and just go to like all of his shows. I thought I'd seen him a lot, you know, saying, you know, I've seen, that was the 19th time I'd seen him in concert. This one guy goes, Oh, that is nothing. This is 325 or something like that. I'm like 325. Do you do anything other than follow Sammy on tour is what, what it made me, uh, made me wonder. But, um, but anyway, it was an hour and 45 minute set. It was awesome. And, uh, yeah, what a, what a cool experience. I mean, I, I've just, I've been close at concerts before, but that was just like a totally other experience when you're that close and you can hear him talking in between songs about, well, let's do this or play that chord or, you know, let's change the set list up. And, and it's just a, it's a totally different vibe that you get when you're right there and seeing it all happen right in front of you like that. It was so cool. I, I the, seeing the pictures and, and, and just, you know, like, again, this is when we started this show, the, the Sean meets Sammy hashtag thing, mm-hmm. or need Sammy or whatever, you know, but it was just such a cool thing to see that you got to do this. You made it through, you know, COVID got to be there. All of that. Yeah. yeah. No, it's fucking yeah. fantastic. No, it was cool. And then during I, I, your favorite song, D Mas Tequila was uh, what closed the show. And uh, he was walking around with his new, <laughs> Walking around with his new uh, new tequila, um, which is called, I think it's called Santo, that he's got out now. And he was pouring shots for people in the front row, and Amanda got a shot of it. And she took a sip. It's not, dos, it's not dos tequila? It's not. No. No. Um, <laughs> that's funny. But uh, but she drank like half of it and then gave me the other half of it, and it was okay. But it was just, uh, it was kind of cool to say, you know, that he was pouring the shots and all of that stuff. But very, very interactive. Weirdly enough, during Why Can't This Be Love, Gavin DeGraw came out. Um, I don't really know much about him, but he's a singer that apparently also has a, he lives in Vegas or something. And he came out and sang, why can't this be love with, uh, with Sammy, which was kind of, kind of neat to say that somebody else showed up. But, uh, but overall it was a, it was a really cool experience. I I would guess Amanda knew who Gavin DeGraw was. She did. Yeah, she did. And and once I went back and listened to a couple of his songs, I'm like, okay, I know those songs. I just didn't know who he was. So yeah, it was cool. Heard the name. I don't want to be. That's the song I knew. Oh, that was no, the was a, that was the theme song to uh, One Tree Hill. One Tree Hill. One Tree Hill. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Yep. I've heard the name, but he's I, had I, he's I, had a couple. Yeah, I, I can't think of. Yeah. The the nice yeah. thing too, when you go to a concert at something like that, is then you come out of the theater, you get on the elevator and you go up to your room and you're done instead of yes. having to drive home or sit in traffic and all that stuff. That's a, that's a neat new experience that, uh, that I, I enjoyed. Yeah. Well, it, it sounds like Richie had that experience with the party bus. Yeah, you know, I'm guessing you stayed at the, uh, the hotel, the hotel right down the road from, from Riverport, right. Or whatever tweeter, whatever the fuck it's called now. Hollywood casino amphitheater. Yeah. No, they, they, Hollywood we, the casino. party bus, the party bus brought us all the way back to uh to Edwardsville. It was yeah. Oh no shit. Oh, I guess Edwardsville yeah. is only like forty five minutes away. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh yeah. yeah. Uh yeah, and 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 here in, in Denmark, you know, we got on the the train after the show. You know, we, we sit around, let people walk out, got on the train. <laughs> That's that was the best part, was not having to deal with fucking traffic. Yep. But yeah. So one one real fun story that I got to hear from Jen from France when I visited her and David in Shawsford last month. Uh, so Guns N' Roses, we all remember that. And and she was a big fan. She's the same age as us. And uh, she had the Appetite for Destruction tape. And she went to school one day and, and they were like, we'll play, play these songs. You know, some, you know, a song off your favorite album or something. And so Jen brought Appetite for Destruction. Her teacher saw my Michelle and thought it was a Beatles cover. Oh. <laughs> so, yeah. so played that song. You know, the, your daddy works in Porto. Now that mommy's not around. <laughs> oh, that's pretty good. He used to love his heroin, but now he's underground. Yeah. Oh my, oh, my God. When she told me that story, I fucking 
me and David just fucking died laughing. It was That's so hilarious. fucking great. <laughs> That's awesome. I told her I was going to tell the story on the podcast at some point. Yeah. <laughs> so on a on a similar note to that, actually, uh, when uh, when we were in like junior high age, and we were actually just talking about this church before we came on the air, the the Methodist Church in uh, Franklin, there was a youth group that I was in, and you remember Ryan Caldwell that we all went to school with. He was in it too. Yeah. And one day the preacher, it, the preacher was the one who led this. He was like, "Bring your favorite music. I just like to, I'd like to play it and and see whatever you know." So you so you bring things that are a little toned down, you know, when you're talking about playing it for a preacher. Not Ryan. Anarchy, junior high. Are we talking about junior high? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Anarchy in the UK by Motley Crue, which Richie had mentioned a little bit ago. That's what that's what he played. And if you remember that song, it was just like he was listening to it, and I'm like, I'm like, Ryan, you don't want to play that. And he's like, Oh, what, what's the big deal? I'm like, You don't want to play that. And then he played it, and the preacher was trying to be cool about it, but you could tell he was just like mortified. So if you haven't heard Anarchy in the UK by Motley Crue, listen to it. You'll know what I mean. Well, it's a sex pistol song. Right. But exactly. It, uh, yes. the, yeah, yeah. But it was that that was on the Decade of Decadence album. It was. Right? Yes. yes. Yep. Yeah. And that was that was part of the very first episode of Sean Dee's Good Take because that was one of the only CDs that one of the CDs that I had that I got from you, Sean, was oh. so it was on that that episode. Oh, that's funny. So that's full cool. circle. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. yeah. So any other concerts coming up this summer? For anybody uh we, well, you we guys have, have pearl jam. jam well that's not until the yeah. fall so yeah, yeah. that's true mm-hmm. i don't know sean uh, do you want to come down and go to collective soul this week when is it sunday it's sunday night that's the only bad thing next sunday yeah i might yeah let's talk about it okay yeah i'd, I'd like okay. to see that so it's, yeah it's a uh, collective soul and switchfoot at the place where we saw counting crows i just have to take a switchfoot uh, I just have to take a, uh, you know, serious nap in the afternoon to be able to drive yeah. home afterwards. Cause I can't take the day off work, but other than that, so yep. yeah, we'll figure it out. Yeah. So what, yeah, it'd be fun. Okay. It's what, what we know they're a song of theirs, don't we? We do. Um, I I'm look, I've, I've, I've got it coming up. Well, while you're looking that up, it's a big week for guns and roses. They were the, uh, like four of their songs are used in the new Thor movie. Really? Have you seen yeah. it? Like, yeah, it's it's heavy, heavy GNR. Was it good? Was the I, movie I, well, good? It was fine. See, I was going to go see it yesterday, but I got into something else. Uh, uh, but the the, the uh, trailer had "Sweet Child of Mine" all over it. Right. Yeah, yeah. It, it's it it comes through the whole movie now. Mm. But, yeah. Well, helps make them popular yeah. still, I suppose. Oh yeah. But. Oh yeah. Well, you get Stranger Things, uh, which I haven't finished, and we're not talking about it. But I pop that Kate Bush song and the fucking uh, Met- and and Mass or Metallica, whatever the song that was. The the Kate Bush song is fascinating because she never like licensed her music for anything, and has been sitting on this song forever. And and like all of a sudden now she's a multimillionaire because she owns yeah. the song. Like, was she? It's, the one it's a great it, story. If God was one of us, no, fuck? no. She, I know her name from something. I don't remember who God. If God was one of us, was I don't think it was Kate Bush. Joan Joan Osborne was one. Of, God yeah. was one of us. Oh, yeah. Joan. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Kate yeah. Bush had something, but yeah, no. The song's amazing. I actually yeah. heard it like I'm only two episodes into it. I'm, far behind on that one it doesn't look like i'm going to make pearl jam in september with you gentlemen uh and i'm super fucking disappointed by it richie i you know we were supposed to go see him in 2000 and you didn't make it so it's, no. i guess this is payback 20 fair play 22 later yeah, years it. later <laughs> yeah i think didn't we didn't we have to uh oh who was it that went with Big us Big Brad? Brad. yeah it was yeah, it was the one who it was the one who Double likes pic- the one who likes pictures of sausage bread. Yes, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and it all comes back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so, so the other thing that's going on next weekend that I'm really intrigued by, which I can't do both shows, but uh, Counting Crows are playing in Indianapolis at the Rock of the Ruins, is what that's it's right. called, and they're playing back to back nights, and they're going to play besides Butter Miracle, they're going to play both nights. Everything else is different. 
between the two nights and it sounds super cool, but yeah. I couldn't go to both shows anyway. So, um, so anyway, yeah, I, I, I keep debating whether I'm going to drive over there Saturday and see, I'm, cause I'm sure tickets will still be available. I'm sure I'll be able to get it on Saturday if I want. So yeah, we'll I would, I would think so. We'll see how that goes. But anyway, I, I do still love butter miracle. It's, a, it's, oh, so, it's, good. it's so good. It's, it's good. so good. Yeah. Yeah. But about once every couple of weeks, I got to listen to it. So same. Yeah. And then, um, trying to think i think that's it for me i might go see sammy at the state fair but that's not really that big of a deal since i just saw him and uh yeah. and yeah it's uh it's it's a quick summer all of a sudden it's almost over yeah very quick yeah for for d it's like it never even happened because he's nope. been in germany the whole time because they don't have summer there <laughs> it took her summer <laughs> it took our summer <laughs> all right anything else gentlemen <laughs> i think that's a good note to go on though. <laughs> yeah exactly all right well we'll see you next time whenever we do a show again i'm sure we will at some point here on sean and d's good tape bye i want you to know it's over <laughs> well bye <laughs> <laughs> took me a little bit you want to say it again yourself <laughs> <laughs> That was perfect. Then we're waiting and we're waiting. And D finally goes, bye. God damn it. I can't laugh. Uh. Oh, Jesus. <laughs>